Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes, Texas. This is Brad Cornell, and we're serving those who serve us. If you haven't joined us before, Hope for Heroes, Texas, what we do is bring in first responders from around Texas. And yes, we bring them into the Bevy Hotel, give them a beautiful night at the Bevy Hotel. We give them a gift card to spend right here in Bernie, Texas, and they have an incredible time. And of course, it's all in the greeting. Well, on today's episode, we have got a fantastic first responder that's going to be sharing some great stories, because that's what we do here. Under the weight of the badge. Glad you joined us. You've seen it all. And it's 15 years. This is a special day. This is breaking news day here at Hope for Heroes TX.org. Go there and you'll be able to find out just what is happening with Hope for Heroes. You need to go on there and put your email address in so you can be at one of these greetings. We had one today, which you're not going to hear this till tomorrow, so you missed it. But we had some breaking news that's happening up in Austin. I was so blessed today to have Ken Cassidy with me. He's an officer 26 years, and he's the president of the Police Officers Association, and Joe Brown, which he has been unbelievable. Here's peace, peer support, and uh, he's who brings us or gives me the folks to come in. You, a lot of you are wondering, who do I, how do I pick the guys that come and the families that come? Well, it's all through peer support. It's not by me. And you're going to hear some great things today with Joe Brown and Ken Cassidy. And I just want to thank you so much, George Strait, for the weight of the badge. That's the music background that just really changes lives. So this is serious business, guys, because we really got to start stepping up to the plate. It's ridiculous the way we treat our officers and first responders as a total. I know a lot of you guys, of course, you know, you're part of Hope for Heroes and you do some amazing things to help us. But I'm so blessed and honored to have these two gentlemen. They've become great friends. Uh, Joe Brown's on the board of directors. Ken Cassidy's retiring soon to work with me side by side. We're going to do some fun stuff, and um, it's about time that we start doing some amazing things for uh, the people that serve us, and we need to serve them. So, gentlemen, Ken Cassidy, thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for having me, Brad. Joe Brown. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Brad. All right. Well, like I said, I wanted just to get, like I said, this is kind of breaking news because this just happened yesterday up in Austin. A lot of people, because it's the news, (laughs) who knows what the truth is, and that's what we're about here is the truth. So, Ken Cassidy, I know you're right in the middle. Oh my gosh, you did have me 20-something interviews yesterday. I did about 23, 22 or 23. I lost count. Yeah, because he's a spokesperson. You know, it's, that's the head of the union and what he does for these officers. He backs them. I mean, his nickname is Box, and trust me, he's built like a box. You don't want to mess with him. But God, he's got a heart the size of Texas. Well, Ken, give us a rundown of what really happened in this situation. Sure. Uh, yesterday, uh, District Attorney Jose Garza, who is a... Um, devout socialist uh, individual that has won position there in Austin uh, a couple of years back. And um, as a lot of people know, we had a lot of protests during the George Floyd movement. Um, You know, some of them in Austin got very violent and uh, Antifa type individuals uh, by the thousands took over the interstate that runs uh, through the middle of Austin and, uh, you know, stopped commerce, and uh, we're just throwing bottles and just rioting in, in the worst of ways. And uh, at the time, our, our chief um, had our special response team that handles riotous type situations in Austin, which they're they're highly trained because they deal with protests every weekend because of the Capitol. Sure. You know, either gun rights or abortion rights or you, you name it. And they're always dealing with uh, individuals. And in this situation, uh, our chief had us use uh, pepper spray and beanbag shotguns to get people off the interstate, and they're 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 less than lethal. Um, you know, they're not supposed to injure injure uh, people in the way they did. And, and um, over a period of time, we had some some injuries due to 
some faulty ammunition um, that uh, we discovered. And uh, I guess over the past two months, the grand jury there in Travis County was listening to these cases. And it just happens to be right in the medical, middle of the uh, political election season. And our district attorney is a is a uh, uh, you know, very political in the things he does, and he's very calculating. And he indicted 19 of our police officers uh, for aggravated assault. And these are uh, people that our chief of police sent up there. The city manager was in support. And we had to get the interstate cleared of people because people were backed up for probably, uh, from what I understand, anywhere from 80 to 100 miles back towards Waco. Wow. And then all the way back towards San Antonio. So we did. they did the job they were supposed to, got the interstate cleared, and lo and behold, now DA has indicted 19 of them uh, for various different reasons. Um, and this is a situation where we're not trying to defend um, you know, bad police officers that need to go. Uh, the city manager of Austin and the chief of police has come out in total support uh, of their actions and and uh, are are disgusted at the district attorney's uh, actions. And um, it's all political. It, it's just all political. And we feel confident in the long run, but we're going to have to defend you know nineteen police officers. We've got to get you know diff- different different uh, uh, defense attorneys to defend them. Uh, so you know we're we're trying to raise some money now for for defense. We're used to defending you know one or two people at a time, not yeah. you know, nineteen or twenty. So uh, you know we're working on that. And we you know was yesterday was one of the worst days of my career. And Joe Brown sitting here across uh, from me was with me, and and uh, they provide the peer support. But uh, we had to assist in, in booking nineteen police officers into jail. That is just um, unbelievable. So right. you actually book them into jail, then they get out. Now, are they on leave for our chief, paid? Our chief is, is supporting them and leaving them. They're, of course, they're patrol officers. A lot of them, they're being taken off the street, placed behind a desk, and, oh, and will receive word. pay from uh, the chief in the city of Austin while they're waiting for trial. Um, you know, this runs their families. It runs. Um, it's devastating. Um, you know, just coming back uh, with that ink on your fingers from getting booked into jail is just traumatic. And um, you know, especially when you you know you were doing what the city asked you to do. Yes, and, and yeah, they're uh, trained to do that. They are trained, and then, then they train on it you know multiple times a year. And uh, you know, not only did they indict those individuals, they indicted their supervisors that didn't ever you know they were up there <laughs> supervising but not actually participating. And they also indicted them. And and uh, you know, um, uh, you know, we don't deny that there were serious injuries out there. But um, we know from uh, very thorough investigations that there were problems with the with the uh, equipment that was provided, and you know probably some management issues that uh, the city manager and the chief of police acknowledged in the yeah. press conference. Um, so you know there will be you know, financial settlements for some of these families, uh, which we don't you know we don't interfere in that. Uh, but uh, we also all realize that this is not criminal. It's just a political stunt. Yeah, exactly. This is a political stunt. 19 guys, 19 families are devastated. How can the people give? I'm going to set up, Hope for Heroes is going to set up a, uh, a fund also that will be online here before too long, that 100% of the money that they, you give to the, is it 19 strong? It's 19 strong. That's our that's our motto. And, and the way they can donate, Brad, is go to www.austinpolice.com. Okay. And when they pull that up, they'll see a donate button. Okay. They just click on it, and it can be PayPal, credit card. Fantastic. Venmo, however, however you would like to. You can send a, a check to the address. Just care of um, uh, 19 strong. Okay. Well, that's what we got to do. We got to support these guys to the max and show them because it's got to, that didn't have to hurt Joe. The, the people, even if they wanted to come to work, 
why would I want to go to work as a police officer in Austin if I could be indicted for doing my job? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's a calling. And so they, yeah. they go to work to serve their community. And the, uh, the SRT team that was doing this, it's strictly voluntary. They're, they're not told they have to do this. They, they volunteer. They do the training do that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we see uh, from the peer support perspective, people that get sent home uh, on restricted duty or light duty, those people really seem to kind of struggle because they're not able to do what they signed up to do. They're at home. They kind of lose contact with their peers and their support group. And so that's where we as a a peer support team step in to support them and their families uh, during difficult times like this. Well, you know, what you two guys do are so amazing. I mean, I've been blessed. If it wasn't for Ken Cassidy, I wouldn't have a Hope for Heroes because you had to pretty much put your stamp of approval on it. And I know we first started this, you said, hey, go for it. And that's all I needed was to see if it's going to work. And, you know, it's so important, folks, that when you come to these events, you know, it's uh, they get a five a $400 gift card to spend in town. They get a room. But the big thing's in the greeting. And I know I asked that this morning about what you thought, Ken, but these officers that get to meet these people that are just there to support them and say, hey, God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being here. It changes lives. Sure. It, it, it changes almost everybody that comes there. You know, we uh, had a, a officer from San Antonio that was very skeptical um, of coming today. And I think it uh, just in 10 minutes changed his life. Um, I've seen people accept Christ after uh, visiting and, and praying with you mm-hmm. and, and, and praying with uh, the pastor from your church. And it is all about the greeting, you know, the um, any, just about anybody can do a gift card and, and yeah, let you exactly. stay in a hotel, but it really is the Bernie community that comes out by the hundreds of people to be here on Saturday mornings and, and encourage the officers. And a lot of times, you know, the officers and their uh, family members just break down crying because um, for police officers, you know, we, we get criticized uh, very often. And just to have somebody say thank you yes. uh, means a lot. You know, um, someone came up to me in uniform the other day. I was in a restaurant and said, I just want to thank you for what you do and, and, and supporting your officers. And that means more than any paycheck or any money that yeah. anybody or, or any um, you know, any item they could give me. It just means more to just say thank you. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. You guys put your lives on the line every day. These officers, you know, just the public just needs to realize just how important it is that we, you know, it's one thing about buying them lunch and that's fantastic too. But I mean, when you come to an event where they're being thanked, that is a big deal. And, you know, Joe, you have no idea kind of what position you play in this And when it comes to me. Folks, you know, the way we pick a – the way they get chosen to come here, I put all that on the shoulders of the peer support out of Austin and San Antonio. And we started with Austin because you guys were so willing to do it. San Antonio wasn't. We had a big challenge with San Antonio because they thought it would be no big deal. So it's fine. We'll start with Austin. That's why Austin – I just love Austin because of what you guys do. But, Joe – it's really difficult. I know you're right in the middle of these things, dealing with the families, and you kind of have, I think God's given you that that heart to know who to send, when to send them, how to send them as far as, you know, what's when they come here. Because a lot of people, I think, the fact the gentleman that showed up today, the one officer, yeah, he said, yeah, I went on your website, and I kind of thought I knew what was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen like this. Right. <laughs> so what do you have any criteria, Joe, so the folks know that this is how they do it, or— there's no strings attached. I don't call you and say, send me this certain person. I just wait. Correct. It's it's, it's really a team effort. So our, our peer support team consists of Sergeant Tim Cresta, um, Sergeant Jen Smith, Officer Juan Zacchius, Officer Bonnie Caudel, uh, and Officer Ricky Hollis and myself. And so our responsibility is to interact with officers throughout the department 
and we respond to critical incidents or uh, calls that are particularly traumatic, like the death of a child, you know, situations where officers are injured. And uh, we we select amongst those people that are that are having issues. Um, I can say that um, the Hope for Heroes has uh, saved several marriages for people that were like, "I'm I'm ready to to get divorced," wow. and they came down here, um, felt the love of Hope for Heroes, and decided to put the energy into saving their marriage. It has um, re-energized people that were just kind of downtrodden because of the protests that were really struggling. People have been involved in officer-involved shootings, people who have been injured at work. And boy, it, it has been a, a godsend. And I I think that we need Hope for Heroes more than ever mm. right now with what we've got going on. And what a blessing it has been and what a powerful tool it is uh, for us to be able to help our, be our brother's keepers, to be able to get them down here yeah. and, and get them uh, loved on and the support they need to to show the appreciation for how hard they work, what they do to uh, help our community. Well, I'm excited about bringing these 19 in. That's going to be a big deal. You know, we started this um, just so you know, folks, Hope for Heroes is doing a lot of different things because it's all about the officers. And we forget, this is what amazes me. And the statistics that you gave me last time, Ken, that the average person goes through a traumatic experience two times in their life. You know, somebody is killed or some terrible thing. An officer is like four to 600 times that you guys see some of the things that your brain just, it can't just shut that off. It's, it's amazing and you can't shut it off. And, you know, we have really good staff psychologists that work with Joe and, and his group. Um, there's different techniques of being able to, uh, you know, take trauma um, and, and and put it other places in your brain with different uh, techniques that the they, that they use with these officers and uh, it's done a miracle for me. I was having trouble, um, you know, with the death of a partner of mine at work yeah. and and uh, my dad's death and then just you know the issues going on in Austin all at the same time and it just became so overwhelming that you know I said I need help. Yeah, and uh, you just you know you just have to ask and it's there and no one. Uh, you know, uh, gives you a hard time or makes fun of you. It's just, it's there to be used. And it's funny, Joe and I were talking yesterday, you know, they had their group and I was there by myself and they're like, we couldn't do what you do. And I couldn't do what they do because they deal with police officers every day that want to kill themselves, yeah. that have are going through a divorce, that are addicted to pornography, that are, I mean, all these different issues that can go on just it's the human. Yeah. Um, it's just. They're human. They're human. They're exactly. Human. And a lot of people just, you know, yell are robots. And, and um, that's, uh, um, you know, it's, first of all, it's disrespectful to, to think that about anybody. But, uh, you know, police officers and firefighters and EMS workers are, are people too. Um, you know, they do heroic things, but uh, they're human just like anybody else. And, and uh, you know, Joe deals with those problems every day. And, and, and uh, I'm glad I don't. I do a little bit of that, but not nearly as much as they do. Yeah, well, you guys are called to do what you do, and I don't think people understand that. And that's when, you know, we did this, we're doing this marriage conference here in Bernie uh, for the San Antonio, and it was uh, 20 couples going to come and just have a kind of a tune-up on your marriage, you know, because that's a big deal. Because you're right, the marriages are falling apart, not only in America, but definitely through police officers with all the stress. The stress is unbelievable. And I ride with officers off and on, so I'm kind of like... You know, I said, there's half, first thing I would do if I was a police officer is first thing I'd get out of the car, first I'd tase you, 
just to get you calmed down. <laughs> I start working with you. It is. So that's why a guy has not called me to be an officer because yeah. what you guys put up with and how you're treated is ridiculous, but you keep this calm. They don't, I don't think people realize the training that you go through when it comes to calling someone off of a ledge, uh, a little baby gets hurt, and you got to console the people and some drunk idiots screaming at his wife. I mean, I've been to these are the things I've been to and sat back and watched uh, just as a civilian and uh, going thinking, my word, you guys, how you deal with all that kind of stuff. And so on this marriage conference, you know, I said, let's put one together. Uh, we had just 20 couples and in three days it was done. And so we would start having some marriage conferences. And then we know that fathers and sons, and I guess, Joe, you know, you know that too, as you guys deal with these, you know, it used to be in the old days where it's like the, the, the people would just say, suck it up. I mean, you're a cop, get tough. You got this. Well, these days there's a lot more that goes on than just suck up. You need to be talking about it, some counseling and mental health and all that. And so we knew that fathers and sons, I know talking with you guys a lot was your heads are always on a swivel. I mean, you are when you go out in the public. So your kids need to kind of have some time with dad. And so we're doing a, a men's conference where dad, 15 dads and 15 sons can come up here to Joshua Creek, spend a weekend, have some great speakers, but some time just to get together. And then, um, you know, we have a big gala coming, which folks, if you, you need to go and check out our gala, you'll want to be part of that. We've only got 400 seats. Sounds like a lot, but last, the first one sold out big time and we're going to have some great guests, some great speakers, great auction. That's going to be May 21st. But, um, you know, those are some things that Hope for Heroes continues to do. And I take all my marching orders really from you guys. You know, it's like, what do you, what do I need to do? How many, you know, we bring in two to three couples max on a weekend, because it's not about the big crowd. They need to be hugged on, and these guys need to be loved, just them. So, you know, when you when you choose these different families, how many how many families are back? I mean, how, if we had, we could have one. I mean, how many officers can we send? We could probably have four a weekend uh, yeah, easily. See. I mean, we could we could fill the rest of the year up with people all weekend, and. Kind of touching on what you talked about earlier, our job from the Pierceport perspective is to try to change the culture. Um, I go out and I deal with a very traumatic call that's very emotionally difficult to deal with. Instead of saying, hey, suck it up, uh, get back and take, start taking calls, we're, we're trying to educate people that it's not okay to be okay. You can reach out to someone and we have a, a, a plethora of resources for people. We've got a relationship with the medical school in Austin. So if someone wants to see a psychiatrist, we can get them in within a week instead of going through our insurance, may, which may take 90 to 120 days to get people in. And if you think about a, a police officer who's in distress, every one of us is armed. Yeah. And if we get into a really bad spot, it doesn't take a long time, uh, if you're, especially if you're using some negative coping mechanism yeah. to, to really get yourself in a bad spot. So that's one of the big things we've been doing is trying to come together uh, and come up with a large list of resources to be able to help officers when they're in crisis and also educate them that you don't have to get to that point, you know, kind of intervene yeah. before that happens and um, and building up a relationship with officers um, where they'll refer their friends like, hey, I looked at John, for example, yeah. just a, a name, for example, he's really having a hard time and I think he's kind of struggling. Can you reach out to him? Um, and then, you know, our unit is not afraid to ask people if they're considering suicide, which is a real problem yeah. uh, among among first responders, particularly uh, law enforcement officers. And so we we go there and do those interventions and, and help people where they're in some of their darkest places. 
And you know that's another thing where I have to come back to you and say thank you for everything you've done because you really helped some people who've been in some really uh, dark places and helped us to kind of pull them out of that dark spot and help them see the light and and uh, fight fight to survive and and uh, yeah. and thrive. Well, that's so. what we want to do is we want to show them the love of Jesus. I mean, you know, if you don't have the Lord in your life, it's huh, I don't know what that's like as far as why. Well, yeah, well, we all one time didn't. It wasn't very purdy, <laughs> you know. And uh, but you're right. And we just here we just want to show them the love that we love them, we care about them, and that we're here for them. And so, and nobody. It's easy to say, but until you witness this, you really don't know. So, folks, you need to come to the Bevy Hotel on a Saturday and just go sign up at HopeForHeroesTX.org, and you'll hear, you'll see when they are. But I mean, the the role that you two play, that you know, Ken and Joe, what you two play in in making this happen. I'm just the legs and feet doing the easy stuff compared to what you have to deal with because a lot of the officers don't want to come here. I know they're they're real skeptical when I call them. Right. You know what's what's in it? What's because you guys you're supposed to be skeptical. You know you don't trust the civilians because you know <laughs> that's who you're arresting. I mean you know so I understand that and so it's a it's been such a joy. I love you guys like you won't believe. I love the officers. I really care about them. You know, we do a follow-up. A lot of people don't know we have officers call and follow-up from Bernie to see how they are. Um, and if you'll go on our website, you can see letters from them because that's all we. That's really the only strings that's attached. Just send me an email. Tell me how you liked it. And folks, it's all through donations. If you are have, if you want to donate, I want you to donate first to the nineteen. I mean, that's a big deal. Hope for heroes. I just put it in God's hand, and money shows up, and it's just really amazing how it just continues to grow. But what you two do is just so amazing. Without you guys, I wouldn't even be able to do this. So you know, I just want our audience to know that you need to be praying for these guys for everybody and when you see the garbage that's going up like in austin which is i mean they say keep austin weird is that what it is and i'm trying to say keep, that's saying. yeah keep austin weird and keep bernie great because because <laughs> you know, that's what it is so i just want to take a few minutes today to, to since you were both in town to just kind of get your thoughts is there anything that you want to say joe that you'd like the public to know that that they maybe don't realize or don't know i would i would like to say that uh we as officers, we're human beings. So we, we may project ourselves as, Hey, I'm very confident. I'm not worried about anything. I'm, I'm, I'm very tough. I can handle everything. Well, we're human beings too. And so even, even though we may be very strong mentally and very strong physically, we still all have a biological reaction to trauma. Yes. And so we are trying to uh, educate our peers on, Hey, it's okay not to be okay. We, we are here for you and we've got resources to help you. And, um, you know, just, having the public know that that we're human beings too and we signed up to help you and your families yes and and so that that's kind of the perspective of, of officers out there right now and what about you ken you know I, I want the community to to know that uh that we appreciate them uh first of all they're paying the tax dollars that uh, pay for our salaries but sure. also especially here in bernie uh the community coming together to uh uh, provide a safe space for our officers and, and me and, and Joe um, to where, you know, you feel appreciated and, and uh, um, just the, the, the support there on the Saturday mornings and then also the financial support because we couldn't do it without that. But uh, it's all important. And, and uh, you know, the real heroes, um, you know, are the first responders and, and just a very close second are the fantastic people that live here in, in Bernie, Texas. And, and uh, you know, the great... Uh, assistance that I've given you because, 
you know, they, they thank the highest of you, Brad, because you oh, well. were the man of the year in Burning oh, Texas yeah. oh, this yeah. year. And, yeah. and, and uh, it was well-deserved. <laughs> well, and, that was and, nice. And, and I know you're, you don't like to talk about it, but uh, it would uh, meant a lot to us. And there was no more uh, deserving person in Bernie than you. Ah, well, thank you. I, I really was excited about it because it showed, it, it gave a lot of um, just support for Hope for Heroes, awareness of Hope for Heroes. But I do appreciate you guys carrying the weight of the badge. That's what this is about. And, you know, I always say that a lot of times if, if something happens in my house and the wife falls and hits her head and it's she's bleeding and I call 911, I have the weight of the badge on my shoulders until I see that ambulance or that those lights come across around the corner. Oh, thank you, Lord. They're here to help, you know. And yeah. so we don't realize, they said, the weight of the badge you guys carry, and it's a fun, it's not a negative. It's just there's a certain weight that you know, okay, all my problems at home I got to forget about because I'm going to work, which you can't forget about them. But that's, folks, that's, I think, the greatest thing that you said, Joe, and that I know Kenneth said about you're just, you're regular people. If I saw you in HEB, I wouldn't think, you know, here's a, you know, 16-year veteran of the, you know, the police force is keeping us safe for 26 years. And so, folks, we need to appreciate these people and these uh, the men and women that are supporting us and out there when we have problems. So, thank you guys today for coming on Hope for Heroes, uh, the Way to the Badge podcast. And we're going to continue. And you, you want to meet these two gentlemen, you need to come to a Hope for Heroes event on a Saturday, and you will see what happens. There was probably, what, 100 people there today? There was. There was <laughs> yeah. over 100 and, and uh what I like about it is that, uh, you know, you see a lot of re repeat visitors, and then you also see new people every yep. week. And, new and, people. And that's what we need. Yeah. And so, and young people, too. You know, high school, middle yeah. school age kids. And that was that was a real eye-opener and was really fantastic for the officers today. Yeah. And respect. That's what we need. Show our officers and our first responders respect. And if you'll just, here's the word of the day. If you get pulled over or you see a siren behind you, just comply. <laughs> that's real simple <laughs> you know don't don't be so, so stupid so thank you guys again and we'll catch you again on another episode of the weight of the badge hey so glad you joined me today now you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss see you then of the badge